Awesome, awesome. So uh, when someone heard that I was speaking this morning, they seemed to have put this microphone uh, on, the, on the stand, so uh, I probably don't need that, though. Doesn't, it's not very effective. Uh, so, oh, come back. Jackie uh, earlier was saying, um, when it comes to Lego, it's for life. Uh, it's a lifetime thing that we can all be involved in. Um, we should keep building through our whole lives. That's the, that's the uh, motto of Lego. Keep going. Uh, and just like we had... Oh, we haven't had our reading. We need Miles. Miles. There he is. Let's, let's have a reading from Miles. The reading today is taken from Philippians 3. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. All of us, then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So, uh, just like Lego, it's a lifelong commitment. Paul here is saying the same thing. Uh, so it's not, but not about Lego. Uh, he's saying it about Jesus. It's a constant struggle and a constant strive, a pressing on towards the goal. Every day of Paul's life, he was following Jesus. He never stopped. Well, count, discounting the soul stuff, but moving on from that. He never stopped. Paul shows us the cry of his heart is to be like Jesus and never give up. Our spiritual journey is also never over because as we become as we become more and more like Jesus. Now, uh, I need an engineer. Thank you, Jamie Collett. Uh, I've got some Lego here. So uh, if you could... The instructions are in there. I'd love you to build that. All the pieces are in there, hopefully. Uh, if you could build that in the next, so the next, I don't know, six to eight minutes, that would be fantastic. The instructions are about this big, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Right, good luck with that. Uh, so, the older, I, the older I get, the more and more I see that I need Jesus in my life and how far I've got to go. In our morning services recently, we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and as part of that, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's Matthew 5, verse 6. Now, I didn't have my breakfast this morning. Did anyone... Anyone feeling a bit peckish? Anyone feeling a bit peckish today? Is that Becca? Becca, you feeling peckish? Here. Here you go. Here's an animal biscuit. Yeah, I'm, I'm having these. Right, uh, just the one. But that's not going to fill you up, is it? Probably, even if you ate the whole of this packet, you're still not going to be fully satisfied. Uh, so when, when Jesus is talking about those who hunger and thirst, it's not talking about eating just one or a whole packet. You're always going to be hungry. We always need to hunger and thirst for Jesus. And we should never 
think that we're satisfied enough, to, that we've learned enough about Jesus. The most amazing thing is when we're pressing on, uh, when we're pressing on to know Jesus more by reading his word or by praying, you'll then actually want to know even more and more. And the more you go after Jesus, the more you find that you want to know more. There is no end to discovering who Jesus is. Now, Paul presses on because Jesus first reached out to him. In Acts chapter 9, uh, the resurrected Jesus called out to that man called Saul. And Saul was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians and throw them in jail uh, because he really didn't like Jesus' followers. And does anyone remember what uh, Jesus said to Saul at the time? Any, anyone remember? Katie's got it, yep. So, uh, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That was what he said. And he said that because Saul was persecuting the Christians. But as part of that, he was also persecuting Christ as well. Jesus reached out to Paul first, and now Paul continually reaches out to know Jesus more and more. We've got the PowerPoint, Mark. Fantastic. Let's whack that on. Let's move on a slide. Fantastic. So here, in the verse we've had today, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. So forgetting and straining, reaching. So keep running. There's a bit of a running theme that I'm going to be talking about. Keep running. Paul realizes that he's not yet reached his goal. This side of heaven, we are never going to reach that perfect state like Jesus was. We're still in sin ourselves. Uh, and also, we, we say to ourselves all these negative things like, oh, I'm too young or I'm too old. I'm not clever enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not pretty enough. I've tried before and I've failed before. But same as Paul, he failed, but he kept trying. He kept pushing on. So we too must also press on towards the goal to win the prize. The prize is knowing Jesus fully in our lives. And the best thing is, is that we're not in this race alone. But how do we press on? Um, Paul is saying, I know I'm not perfect, so I'm going to keep on running. So uh, here's a picture of a race. And when you're a runner, the best thing to do is you can keep your eyes fixed on the finish line. In the 2000 Olympics, there was a runner named Marla Runyon which I think is a great name for a runner, Marla Runyon. Uh, she was a great runner, but there was one difference about Marla. She was actually legally blind. After the race, Marla said uh, that she kept her focus on the finish line that she knew was way ahead of her. But she didn't stop until someone had told her it was over. So next we need to forget the past. Paul is not going to dwell on his past failures and disappointments and his achievements. Uh, many times we struggle in our lives to let things go. We remember that things that people did to us uh, are ways that we've been hurt before. And therefore, we struggle to let the past go and move on ahead. Or we even remember our old accomplishments and we dwell on when we last won the race. Just like in a race, you can't look back over your shoulders. Many races have been lost because a racer has looked back and fallen or lost their concentration. Or if you've been watching the Six Nations recently, you remember this uh, bit when the French bloke was running back to try and get the ball away from his try line, but then he 
He lost his concentration, let it slip, and the Welsh bloke picked it up and scored a try, uh, which didn't end well for the French. Um, but we need to keep our concentration. So we need to reach for our future. Paul's focus here is on the future. He knows the goal of Jesus is a lifelong race, and he's reaching for the things that lie ahead. Just like a runner who sees the finish line, even though his lungs are burning and his muscles are aching and his cramps are going on everywhere, he keeps on going. So Philippians 3, verse 14, I press on towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. When Paul's saying that he presses on towards the goal, it means he doesn't give up. Sometimes in life, like I've said, we've thrown those negative things on ourselves. That we're too old, we're too young, not pretty, we've tried and failed. But we too must press on towards the goal to win the prize. But how do we press on? What does it mean for us? Well, we know that it's not about giving up in our strive to become Jesus. That's the pressing on part. But how do we do that? Maybe we can spend more time reading God's Word. Not just at church or at home group, uh, but in our own personal silent times, our prayer times. Maybe in our prayer times we can spend less time talking and more time listening. Perhaps it's remembering to be thankful for even the little things in life. For all of us, it's going to be different. And this may seem like a hard, lifelong task. But as Paul says in 15 and 16, all of us then who are mature should take a view of such a things. And if on some point you think differently that to God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have a model Keep our eyes on those who live as we do. We're in this race together. Paul is telling us that we need to run this race together. We need to realize that we've not already won the race, that actually we need to keep on seeking Jesus, keep on seeking him every day in our lives. Jamie, how's the car going? Finished? Almost. If I give you the last part, fantastic. What's missing? His head. I've left off the driver's head. We're not in this race alone. Jamie, who's built this wonderful car. Let's give Jamie a round of applause. <laughs> He's built this fantastic car, uh, but he needs the heads. There we are. Now it's complete. We can't do this alone. We're not in this alone. We're together as a family, as a church, but God is also with us in our strive and our struggle in being more like him. He will forgive us when we need forgiveness. He'll encourage us when we need encouragement. In the 1992 Olympics, a man called Derek Redmond was running the 400-meter race. He was even favored to win this event, but as he was running, his hamstring snapped, and he fell to the ground. He sat there for a few moments, and before he got up and limped, before he got up and started to limp towards the finish line, all of a sudden, there was a man bursting on through the field, breaking, breaking through the Olympic security team. It was his father. His father took hold of his son and helped him to cross the finish line. That's Derek up there with his father, helping him to cross. Now, Derek was actually disqualified because of the help from his father, but he did cross the finish line. The finish line was more important than winning because we are running a race towards Jesus. But we've already won. That's the beauty of this. We've already won this race because we have Jesus as our Savior, but our race is never over until we get to the finish line in heaven. Our Heavenly Father is helping us to run this race. And he gave us his Holy Spirit to help us on our way. 
We just need to keep our eyes on him. Let's pray. Just, Father, we thank you when we think about a Lego builds that we want to keep on building until we reach that goal, that what we've set out to make in the first place. And, Lord, it's the same with a race, that we want to reach the finish line. And, Father, in our own lives, we want to strive to be more like you, more like your son, Jesus. We want to uh, have that perfect relationship between man and God. But, Lord God, we pray uh, that this race for us isn't, is never over. So help us in those times when we need your help. Encourage us, forgive us, support us. And help us to realize we're not in this race alone, Lord God. That we've got our friends, our family, our church. And Lord God, we pray that you send your Holy Spirit each and every day to us to make us new, keeping our eyes fixed on you. Amen. Amen. Let's invite the band back up. We're going to sing the connection.